Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are studying Masechet Rosh Hashanah Daf Chaf Chet. Tractate Rosh Hashanah, page 28a and b. Now, Chaf Chet begins by discussing um, the fulfillment of the mitzvah of hearing the shofar and some of the problems that may occur. So, for example, it discusses the question of fulfilling the mitzvah of shofar if you heard only a part of it in a way that would have fulfilled uh, the commandment, but the other part was not in fulfillment of the commandment. So, for example, you might have heard the shofar while it was still night, uh, and then it became daytime, and the mitzvah to listen to the shofar must occur during the daytime. So what happens if you heard part of it at night and part of it at day? Or, for example, there's a question of whether you can fulfill the mitzvah uh, in a pit, in a bore. And uh, what if you heard part of it in the bore and part of it out of the bore? And it turns out there are different rulings because, for example, uh, if it started out in the nighttime and then became the daytime, um, since it was began at a time there was no obligation, uh, everybody basically agrees that you do not fulfill the mitzvah of hearing the shofar. On the other hand, uh, if you heard part of it in the pit and part of it not in the pit, uh, there's a disagreement. Uh, but um, uh, according to uh, according to Rava, you do indeed fulfill the obligation having heard part of it in um, uh, in both places. Uh, and then uh, you get to a discussion on whether or not you can use a shofar from an animal that was somehow forbidden to you. So, for example, an animal that belonged to the Beit HaMikdash, to the temple. Uh, and in certain instances you can, depending upon the designation for the animal, in certain instances you can't. Or, can you use a shofar which came from a uh, something that was forbidden, for example, from an idol worshiper, or from an ear uh, hanidachat, which is a city which is filled with idol worshippers, but uh, these are Jewish idol worshippers, and it's to be destroyed. And, and once again, uh, there are differences of opinion as to um, how you can fulfill the mitzvah, but basically, if it was from a single idol worshipper, even though you're not supposed to do it, had you actually used a shofar from uh, an idol worshipper, you fulfilled it. But if it was a ir uh, hanidachat, a city which is to be destroyed, you have not, because it's as if the shofar was already destroyed. That brings us to the bottom of Chafchet Amud Aleph, the bottom of the page or the first side, um, and the um, the idea that I want to uh, speak about today. Um, in this case, 
it goes off the track and um, it, it begins discussing whether or not you need to um, have intention to fulfill the mitzvah, to fulfill any mitzvah, but in this case, the mitzvah of hearing the shofar. In other words, uh, what happens if you just happen to hear the shofar, but you don't intend to fulfill the mitzvah? And it begins with uh, a, um, uh, a story of, uh, of the father of Shmuel. Um, and what happened to him was the following. So the following was sent to the father of Shmuel. If one was compelled, one was forced to eat matzah, that is, of course, on Pesach, then you fulfill the obligation of eating matzah on Pesach. Now, what exactly is this instance? Well, the Gemara has a little fun, at least I would say that in this case. Uh, the question is, what if it was a demon that compelled him to eat the matzah? Uh, well, uh, it kind of dismisses that because what they mean here by a demon is someone who is not of their right mind. Um, and uh, so if they're completely not of their right mind, then you don't fulfill the obligation. But on the other hand, uh, if it's someone who seems to be going in and out of sanity, if you, if they uh, ate it while they were uh, of the right mind, then it then it counts. But um, uh, ultimately, the conclusion, according to Rav Ashi, is that uh, it was not uh, from a demon or or a mental state, but rather um, this person was forced to eat kisha kafa uhu parsiim. That uh, I guess this person was living um, in Persia. And um, for some reason, the Persians compelled him to, uh, to eat the matzah. And um, what is interesting here is that um, the question revolves around um, whether or not he had the intention to fulfill his mitzvah of doing this. He did not have the intention to, um, to fulfill uh, the mitzvah of matzah. And now then it turns, of course, to the same question of, um, of, um, of the shofar. So what if uh, you heard the shofar, and um, according to Rava, um, it is indeed the case that, um, uh, that if you have heard the shofar without um, the intention, um, that... Um, you um, you fulfilled the the mitzvah of listening to the shofar, um, and um, therefore uh, Rava teaches us Alma kasevar Rava mitzvot ein srichot kavana that Rava holds that um, in order to fulfill an obligation, you do not have to have the intention to fulfill the obligation. But the truth is that um, uh, th- there isn't really one blanket rule here. Um, there then, um, the, what follows is a discussion about whether you have fulfilled your obligation to recite the Shema uh, if, you, um, if you're reading in the Torah, you happen to be reading that particular day uh, the Torah section that has the Shema in it, and if you're reading in the Torah about the Shema, um, uh, and uh, um, do you fulfill the mitzvah of reciting the Shema, in prayer when you've read it in the Torah and uh, the conclusion in the Gemara is that you need to actually fulfill the mitzvah by uh, uh, by intentionally uh, um, intentionally thinking about doing it intentionally uh, if you will um, 
kivain uh, libo, uh, directing your heart or your mind to fulfilling it. Um, and uh, so um, there is a tension as to whether or not um, you fulfill a mitzvah uh, or other mitzvot by, by intention. Um, and, and this whole question of whether mitzvah tzricha um, kavana, whether the fulfillment of a mitzvah is, uh, needs kavana, um, is not something that is at all completely resolved here or elsewhere in the Gemara. Uh, it appears that at times um, you can fulfill your obligation accidentally. Um, and at times you need to be very aware of it. And it seems to me that um, uh, the tension between these two instances of when um, when you need kavanah and when you don't need kavanah reflect the fact that um, often in life we fulfill misvot without thinking about them. We simply do them. If you pick a, uh, a, a lulav and an etrog up in your hand um, and you hold them together, well, you've already fulfilled the mitzvah of taking the lulav and etrog together. And as a matter of fact, you're no longer allowed to say the bracha over it. That's why we hold the etrog upside down when we pick it up uh, so that we will not have fulfilled the mitzvah and we can still say the bracha because we have to say the bracha before fulfilling the mitzvah. Uh, so this this discussion continues on for the entire rest of the page, and while it doesn't come to a complete conclusion, uh, it seems to me that uh, you have both parts of, of life in, in Judaism, things that absolutely require intention because um, there are a mitzvah that um, without the intention uh, you aren't fulfilling it, and other kinds of things that uh, once you've done the act to call into question whether you had it in mind or not would mean you have to be mindful of every single thing that you do. Um, and so it seems to me that uh, Judaism here takes kind of a middle road that um, sometimes you fulfill the mitzvah simply by doing the act when it's an act that is important itself and sometimes you need to think about the act because the intention uh, is what's important um, and uh, so uh, in spite of the fact that Rava here concludes um, mitzvot ein sricha kavana uh, there are some that do indeed require intention and there are others that you can simply fulfill by the act itself I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.